North of the spine of the world and west of the towering Reghead Glacier is a frigid expanse few dare to explore, let alone inhabit. This icy land of windswept tundra recently became locked in a dark winter without reprieve, and the inhabitants of Ten Towns are dying. Icewind Dale has become trapped in a perpetual winter. Ferocious blizzards make the mountain pass through the spine of the world exceedingly treacherous. And this land has not felt the warmth of the sun in over two years. This adventure is definitely served ice cold. Our adventurers must find the cause of this curse and stop it. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you are. I, my name is Loco, and I am the DM for Rhyme of the Frost Maiden in Icewind Dale. Hi, I'm Robert. I am a dwarven cleric by the name of Durin Frostbeard from Kerr Koenig. Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm playing Kriga Rakua, a deep gnome wizard from Blending Stone and Deep in the Underdark by way of Targus in Ten Towns. Howdy, I'm Joseph, and I play Yolia Runtar, the illustrious Scourge Azimir Warlock of House Runtar. You know of me, right? Hi, I'm Rolando, and I play Varian Verwinis of the House Verwinis. I've lived in the East Haven for the last hundred years of my life, trying to atone for a grave error I've caused. Greetings. I'm Montgomery Devereaux of the Tourmaline Devereaux, and I am a ASMR sorcerer. I am played by Greg. All right, we are back, and we are back from battle. The battle has just taken place, and before our intrepid adventurers are two very large winter wolves. And let me... Uh, I'll tell you what, you guys, I'll let you roll this. Uh, you pick somebody in the party to roll me a percentile dice. I'm going to have two people roll. I don't care who does it. One person can do them, both of them, or one, two people can do one. But I need somebody to volunteer. Just don't roll them. Just let me know who's going to roll it, and we're going to roll four. All right. I'll roll the other. All right. Uh, All right, I'm back. Okay. You're back, thank you. What we're doing is I'm having uh, Krieger is going to roll me a percentile dice in the open for Kanan. Are you ready? Yes. In the open is fine. Okay, so Kanan is only 14% damaged. Pretty, pretty much localized the damage to his legs, arms, and possibly his chest. All right, I think it was... Burian, was that you that said you were going to roll the other one, or Durin? Uh, Burian. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll the other percentile out in the open, please. Oh, my word. Okay. Well, 14% of Corin is also damaged. So that leaves what? I'm not going to do public math on air, but uh, that leaves a large portion of both animals that are undamaged. Their, their fur, that is. All right. So if you want to take the time to gut and skin it'll take you about an hour per unless all of you are involved then we can cut that down to 30 minutes per 
animal? Uh, I would definitely like to uh, make use of these skins. All right. Would you like a survival roll for that, or just the time where it's going to take? Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever you have the highest, like, sleight of hand, if you have that, survival. I'll even give you nature. Any one of those three, whatever's highest. Okay. Uh, would you like that in the open or yeah, tower? Yeah, out in the open is perfectly fine. Everybody can do that if you want. If you don't wish to participate in the skinning, that is fine. With those checks, I was looking for a DC 10 or above, so with the exception of Durin, who maybe has not quite done as much skinning and gutting, and that is the rest of you. It takes you about 30, 30, 40 minutes for each animal to get the hide that you need and want. And that 80, whatever it is, 86% of the remaining fur that you take is in pristine condition, except maybe a little blood. But other than that, two very, very nice coats of winter wolf pelt. Okay. How does this meat look? It's dark meat, very dark red. So it looks kind of like maybe a steak would. If you wanted to do that, I'll, I'll call it another 30 minutes. I don't need any more rolls. If you want to do that, take 30 more minutes and I'll get you some good haunch meat, that the kind steak. of thing. Steak. The Asian in me just refuses to leave it behind. Besides, we have <laughs> 100 people back at home. <laughs> All right. Well, so you do that. You, uh, I'm going to say, let's see these things. Let's see how much they weigh. I don't even know if it's going to be in here. It does not say. I'm going to call them five to 600 pounds, so I'm going to call it... You can get 200 to 250 pounds of meat per animal. How much can our sled carry? About 300. Ooh, we got to get 250 pounds of uh, oil bags. I guess we just load like 50 pounds on the sled. Okay. Unless anybody else has an idea. I mean, it is freezing cold. The multiple trips, just take yep. the meat back and then go get the oil. You're, you're, yeah, we're, we're right here beside the village. So yep, you're not oh, very yeah, fair enough. Yep, you're yeah, right. just take the meat back. Yep, very good. Okay, that's what we'll do. Um, you bury the, the meat that you cannot carry in the snow as it already starts to harden from freezing. And you head on to the ice lodge where you re- encounter no resistance from anything else. You get back into the lodge you know exactly where you need to go you find the barrels uh, still intact you see no signs of anyone else uh, entering or exiting the ice lodge it'll take you uh, uh how many Damn barrels mistakes. are you getting uh if we can carry 350 and we unloaded the wagon already of the meats we should be able to fit all five of them on there right there are 300 sorry uh that it's only 250 for five barrels right I believe that was right, yes. Yeah, Loaded up with that and 50 pounds of okay. mammoth steak? Well, the mammoth, if you want to cut up the mammoth, I mean, it's, it's you know, it hasn't really decomposed much in this cold environment. That would totally be up to you. Would it be nature, medicine, or survival to, like, look at the cut of the meat? Um, the cut of the give me either nature, survival, or sleight of hand, whichever is highest in your skill set. The other guys have already rolled. Durin, if you want to roll me again, I just need a DC 10 or higher. I'll give you an hour, an hour and a half to 
cut down the... Not quite. Well, you're just not quite as outdoorsy maybe as the others, but... Well, while they're doing all the work, I'm going to identify those boots. Oh, yes, yes. Good call. You do, and you find them to be very magical. They are... They. I think I already gave you a picture of what they look like. They are very, very nice-looking boots with what looks to be some kind of bejeweled or semi-precious stone latchets where the uh, lats, laces go up and around, fur-lined inside and out, uh, especially up at the calf. And you find them to be what is called... Well, actually, I'll give it to you. I will let you see this. Let's see, Krieger, there you go. That's what you have identified. Okay. I will share the information with the group. These are boots of the Winterlands. Resistance to cold, ignore difficult terrain created by us for snow, tolerate temperatures as low as minus 50 without Very additional nice. protection. And they do sound like they'd be quite useful. Uh, yes, they do. Yep. I will put these, unless you're going to hold on to them, Krieger, I will put them in the party sheet. It's up to you, however you want to work it. I'm interested in them. I'm, I'm guessing everybody is. Okay. Well, I mean, they were awarded to you. They're yours to keep, I suppose. Okay. All right. Let me get these into your hands, Krieger. And while they're um, cutting up madness and stuff like that, I'll go ahead and attune to them. All right. They are in your inventory. And they also, it says, um, if you have additional clothing on, if you wear heavy clothes, you can tolerate yep. temperatures up to negative 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which means you should have toasty feet all the time. And maybe even smelly feet when you take your boots off. All right. So you load up as much mammoth meat as you can with the barrels. You head back to town. You find nothing along the way, nothing impedes your progress back to town. When you come back past the 20 stones of Thrun, if you wanted to, for each person to pick up another 25 pounds of wolf meat and put it on your back, I will allow that. And then we will head into town. First thing I would think you would do is check on... Well, I won't assume anything. I will let you... Uh, as you enter the outskirts of the town, what do you do? Have you got enough room in the toes there? How do those fit? Can you run all right? Are they too loose? They work just fine. Well, ain't that lucky. Did we drop off the first load of meat, I'm assuming, with the speaker? Sure. Yeah, you did. All right. Then I say we take... But let me do a little back tracking then if you did that let me uh do a little backstory here as you okay. uh come up to the speaker's house you happen to look across the street and you see lights on or lighting i should say uh flickering inside the house and there is smoke coming from the chimney and as you enter the the house you see the speaker she actually has someone in the house with her it's it's none other than the little old fella you saw down at the long house and as he sees you walk in oh right look look my lady look who it is 
They've made it back safely. And he, he runs past you and, and runs out into the snow. He doesn't really have much gear on. I mean, he has kind of some cold, cold-ish weather gear, but he runs out to make sure Ellie is safe and sound. He puts his arms around her and gives her a big hug, this, in your eyes, somewhat of a homely creature, a cross between a bird and a, a beak that goes sideways up and down uh, instead of horizontal, thus the name of Axe Beak. And he's, he's giving it big hugs around the chest, the neck area, and the bird is making noises. Um, and you see uh, the speaker there, who she, her face lights up as she sees you come through the door. She is very happy that you are back. Um, she does not waste any time in pointing you to the lights across the street, the lighting across the street. Uh, I, I just wanted you to know that I kept my promise. I, I am a new person. I, I, I have helped them move into the new house. It was surprising how much foodstuffs and uh, wood there was left behind. They will be quite taken care of for quite some time to come. Please, please, do come in. Don't stand there with the door open. Come in, please. I, I, I see some of you have wounds. Uh, are you okay? Uh, you are gone longer than I expected. Oh, well, this is, uh, nothing all too serious to concern yourself with, Speaker. We managed quite well. And to that effect, here, we brought these for you. Oh, my Our job isn't done yet, though. You'll want to go ahead and season those while we run off and grab the oil. When we come back, what do you say we have ourselves a little soiree? Oh, yes, um... Uh, uh, do, do you mind if I, I invite the whole town? This is, this is so, so unexpected. Oh, I, I apologize. I, I, I meant to imply such. I figured the town could use some levity and yes, hot uh, meat. I, 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 as I have said, I'm, I'm a changed woman. I no longer think of only myself. The townsfolk deserve so much more. I, I would like to invite them if I could. Uh, Thank you so much for all of your your help. Your you said, what kind of meat is this? Well, that's not important. Uh, it's a, no, no, they should know. You all should know. It's what? the meat of your tormentors. Consume it in, as a town, together, and grow stronger. The tears well up in her eyes. Uh, uh, are you to say that? That those two devilish creatures have been slain? And it's only fitting that they should nourish you now. Oh, I, I could not agree more. Please, uh, please make yourself at home. I, I must go invite everyone. Once again, she goes over to her little uh, niche in the wall, pulling off uh, old, dusty, heavy 
winter gear. She, as she dons it, uh, she wipes a few tears from her face. This is such a good day, one that I thought would never come until this curse had left this land. We are forever indebted to you. I, I will be back shortly with as many townspeople as I can muster. Uh, please make yourself to home with the cooking utensils. Uh, there is fire in the shed on the west side of the building. Any leftover meat that is not uh, cooked and consumed, we will give to those to take home with them. Uh, I, I so appreciate your help. And she, as she's still talking, she descends the few stairs out in front of the home and you see her go directly across the street to the uh, house of uh, Hilga and her two children. It is a darn shame Joffrey isn't here. Not only could he work quite up uh, quite a meal with this meat and seasonings, uh, he's not too bad at plucking a tune on a fiddle every now and then. Oh well, we'll make do. Alright. As uh, a few moments of time pass, uh, we'll say, you know, five minutes or so, uh, the door opens uh, and snow flies in and three figures that uh, you recognize come through the door. Uh, Hilga, the mother, comes in first. Uh, coming quickly behind is um, the girl and the boy, Finn, and Silja. Silja runs to Yulir, uh, throws her arms around his neck, and says, Oh, I, I am so glad you're safe. I, I was so worried, but I knew you'd be back. I, I, I just knew it. And as she uh, unclutches her hands from around Yulir's neck, she turns around and she goes to each one of you, throws her arms around your necks and kisses you on the cheek and thank you for our new home uh, the speaker has told us all about your valiant efforts and your kind well your harsh words but the words that brought her back to the speaker that she should be and that it was you who told her that we did not belong in a home that we lived in and and it, we are so thankful and as she unclasp her hands and finishes kissing each one of you on the cheek cheek right behind her the mother comes she's shorter so she pulls you down and kisses you on both cheeks as she goes from one to the other the son finn comes straight behind the mother and shaking your hand vigorously grabbing your hand and shaking with both of his and uh, just tears and and smiles on both of their all three of their faces um they uh see the meat um, and they 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 understand what the meat is for the speaker has told them uh, directly uh, Silja uh, grabs some of the meat and puts it in starts to cut it up and put it in a pot uh, and finds vegetables and is beginning to make a stew Finn uh, grabs some more of the meat cuts them into the steaks and uh, pulls a like a frying pan out and begins to fry steak uh, over the hearth in the uh, the uh, fireplace 
um, as more time goes by, more and more people come into the longhouse. Um, it's quite a large room, uh, oh, 50 feet by uh, 30 feet. And uh, so it's, it's quite the large room. As time goes by, more and more folks come in, uh, each one grabbing your hands, the women teary-eyed, children grabbing your legs, um, and some of the boys come in with uh, sticks that they've gathered uh, on their way. Uh, they're fighting like they're fighting uh, pretend animals, and they're, they're, they're making like uh, they are the new heroes of Dugan's Hole when uh, in your minds you, you, you laugh and go, uh, maybe in a few more years it will be you to defend this town. Um, everyone is so grateful. Um, as, as the night wears on, uh, there is, it's not very good uh, mead and ale. Uh, there is very good coffee made from uh, pine bark. Um, this is a feast that is has not seen the eyes of these these people's eyes has not seen in many a year at least two. Um, there's also fish that is brought. Some knucklehead trout is brought. It's seared uh, on the flames in the fire. Um, it is a great time. There are people that break out uh, some instruments. There's what looks like a small accordion, uh, uh, like a a hand, uh, I forget what those are called, but anyway, uh, they're playing it, there's a, a lute, there's just merriment, and people are, for the time being, for this night, have totally forgotten their troubles, their cares, they've even forgotten about Ariel the Frost Maiden, and the blight upon this land. As you mingle as you meet people, as you exchange stories, as you exchange names, as you learn of lives uh, changed by your being in this one small town. It seems to be worth every moment that you spent here so far just to see the faces of the people in this room. What say you? I'm cussing out that old woman. What did I tell you before I left? You were supposed to treat credit for that. I, 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 what? I was. I, I... <sighs> it's my fault for thinking a simpleton. I mean, an old woman like yourself would have caught my meaning. I'll speak plainer next time. Well, I wish you would. You are going to be my son-in-law one day, right? Not, not her. I'm yelling at the oh, speaker. Oh, oh, speaker. Oh, Sorry. okay. <laughs> Sorry, I misunderstood you. Uh, she says, uh, "I, I am sorry. I am sorry for so many things this day. I, I will take. I will take your punishment, as you see fit. With the happy faces of my town people." I really don't care. You may admonish me all you will. This day will live in the homes of Dugan's Hole for hundreds of years after we have gone. 
thank you for not only your sternness. And she grabs you by the hand and says, but for your care, I can see it in your eyes, no matter how high you think you are as a noble. I see that you care. Thank you. And with that, she lets go of your hand and she begins to dance to the music as all the others are now dancing within uh, this area, in this room. Cool, yeah. Uh, Montgomery will mingle with folk and uh, probably put on like a shadow puppet show. Oh man, as soon as you start that, uh, there's like 20 kids uh, that are just, they just drop in a, an Indian sitting uh, position and they just are enthralled at what you're doing. I'll join in that and use actual colors and lights as opposed to shadows. They are just, oh, ah, ooh, all at the same time. They're just amazed. And as the, the night wears on, uh, yeah, uh, just people have no cares at this time. It's just, uh, yeah. The uh, music, it, it, if it could be, if it carry, could carry over the wind, and uh, they, they would hear it in the next town, uh, which uh, is just down the road, Goodmead. They would hear it. I'll uh, lean into the group. Hey, y'all. Do you think it's a good time to bring up to the town what we discussed before? About your leader's engagement? <laughs> oh, he, he's gonna wow. look over and be like, "Quiet down, Wolf Slayer. Let's get the oil back to him, and then we can talk to him about how stupid they've been." Uh, that simpleton of a speaker couldn't even remember one little thing. Tell him one little we thing. Can, we we could save the matter of the engagement party for later, and I, I was referring to um, perhaps convincing them that this tradition of wasting heat no longer serves them. I think we could, at this point of the night, we can probably convince them to make a weekly or every 10-day potluck more of their tradition. What do you say? Being stupid about sacrificing their heat. Especially considering there's been no improvement to the situation. It'll also be a good chance to observe what, what happens if a town doesn't just decide to skip the week. So, go ahead and shit fire and save matches tonight. What do you say? I, for once, agree with the <laughs> wolf slayer. Don't be jealous. All right, so then, yeah, um, at that point, I would bring that up to the, I guess, in a toast, I would bring that up. Should I roll, like, persuasion or something? Um, let me hear what you're going to say, and then I'll have you, uh, I'll have you do that. So after, uh, you know, some time of... I guess Montgomery and uh, Krieger. Uh, after a while of Krieger 
uh, and and uh, Montgomery, you know, doing shadow puppet and and uh, visual versions of like fables and tales and stories. Uh, Montgomery will, after you know, getting the group, uh, just kind of get up and say, "Excuse me, everyone, may I have your attention, please?" Oh yeah, he'll even get like a fork and the wooden cup, I guess, or whatever kind of eating utensil and whatever kind of drinking utensil, and kind of clink the two together in a fancy fashion. It becomes slowly dead quiet for you. Everyone, as we gather here tonight to communally partake in the sharing of food, fun, and libation, I need you, I propose you all consider this a new dawn. From henceforth, I propose we have a new tradition in the town of Dugan's Hole. A tradition not of self-sacrifice and self-flatulation, or flagellation. You can still flatulate everybody, it's fine. Uh, instead of having a tradition built around waste and fear, we'll have a tradition built around community and bonds and strength and growth. Every week, instead of casting away your sources of heat. Instead, go to thy neighbor, whether it be a large gathering or a simple, small one between those closest to you. Gather your food and contributions as a community and every week enjoy a hot meal and really listen and get to know one each other. And that, I propose, is a new tradition. What do y'all say? One kind of gnarled old man steps up. <coughs> uh, uh, what? What are you suggesting? Uh, I, I heard you say sacrifice. Uh, are, are you saying that we no longer perform our third ten day sacrifice? Yes, I am. <sighs> oh, I, you uh, need no longer punish yourselves. It is... Be the change and the catalyst you wish to see in fighting back this malaise and malady. Oh, I don't... know it doesn't seem like it now. Despite this party, it's still dark, but we can all feel the warmth and the light as we stand here together. I know you can all feel it. Yes, yes, we we all can feel this, uh, but I do not want to feel the wrath of Ariel. We have had no problems till now. This is, uh, this is more than this small town can bear. It is only by the food that, and the meat and the drink that you have provided could we have this type of celebration i i fear what would happen if ariel was displeased she may be I'm displeased not... now that we are celebrating instead of cowering in our homes i'm not proposing it'll be easy i'm not proposing it'll just change overnight what i am proposing is that a change starts here tonight uh... and when all this is blown over in a hundred years when they tell the story of how the great shadow was pushed away from the Icewind Dale, it'll be the town of Dugan's Hole, it says. We were the spark that ignited the flame. That is quite the speech, young man. Another guy steps up. He's older. He's old, but he, he you can tell he's, he's weathered. Uh, his skin looks like leather upon him. You speak as though you will be here for that hundred years, which I invite you to stay, yes. A town from 50 to 55, from a town that can muster 12 of an army to 17 of an army is not formidable indeed. I understand what you are saying, young man, but for the people of this town, 
to stop doing what they believe has kept the worst of Ariel the Frost Maiden at bay. How has it though? I mean, we have not seen the worst of Ariel the Frost Maiden yet. This, this time weather. was literally going to suffocate before we got here. I mean, we yes, you are right. I will not argue that point, but who knows if we have angered the Frost Maiden? Who knows until the next ten-day sacrifice comes? Who knows until some other creature comes from the, the ice and snow to eat okay. the people of our town? If you are going to be here all of the time, then yes, I would say we are most blessed, and Ariel would have her match. But you are not going to be here, are you? This is not your no. home. This is but, our home. No, you've got a right. You've, you've got a point there, sir. This is your home, and we aren't going to be here forever. As for the queen herself, well, that's uh, that's not a bridge y'all have to worry about burning until you get to it. I understand your concerns, and all I ask is that you consider it. Don't have to change now if you don't like. But as far as the next 10 day and upcoming, we can wait around. We actually plan to for a little while. And if uh, something does come out of the tree line that doesn't like the levity, the newborn levity in this town, not only are we going to deal with it, we're going to figure out where it came from. In the meantime, I really do think you all could benefit from collaborating and trading ideas with each other. You know, just not a stone's throw away from your home. Someone invented a device that could feed all of y'all and revolutionize fishing here. But you know what their issue is? And I look around at the crowd. They don't know how to cut through the ice. Show of hands here. Who here's got tools? Out of the 40 plus people that are there in the, well, we'll call it 35 adults or so, you know, a few, maybe 10 hands. Now I reckon, I understand y'all about 50, 50 folk, but I reckon it take two, three, maybe five strong working men to cut a little hole in the ice and start fishing out some of those uh, under the ice fish there. Have a little supplement your, uh, your, your diets here. And see, if y'all are all in the house hiding from each other all day, you'll never know that. I point to one of the people who had his hand up. Feller, you might as well live in tourmaline for all that mattered. So hiding from the cold and the ice, I understand it was an issue while the wolves are about 100 meters away, but it's time. It's time to come out of those holes and learn better and more appropriate survival skills. Uh, excuse me, um, may I speak, please? Of course. Well, um, it, it, it is clear that, um, you, um, don't quite understand how we make our living here. Yes, uh, you see, we all must cut into the ice to fish for the knucklehead trout. Mm, yes, um, some days it is one foot thick, other day it could be three foot thick, and uh, then we drop our nets into the hole, and hopefully before the hole freezes over, we catch something in our nets to bring home to our families. I do not know what you speak of. We all make our living practically the same way. And it's not even a living because we do not sell amongst each other. We sell to the caravan, the, the Torx caravan that comes by once every third ten day. We get a few coin from that, which we barter back to the Torg for other means. We all know each other in this town. Yes, uh, we support each other how we can. It is not easy to give away something that you do not have, but we do support. I, I feel you have an outsider's eye. Mm, yes, and oh, I do not know 
any other way to fish but to cut a hole in the ice and drop my net in and pull my net out. Please tell this old man what other way is there to bring fish to my table? I will uh, look over to Silja and I'll give her a reassuring kind of nod and be like, why don't you uh, go on and grab that neat little invention you showed me? I, Show I, it to these fine folk. I, I, I'll, I'll get it, Mama. I, I'll be right back. And the boy just puts on a coat and runs out through the door and about two minutes later he comes back and he is carrying a pole would you uh care to demonstrate for these fine folk uh, uh mother uh please uh, this was you and father's uh, 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 uh did you call it invention yes please would you do the honors mother she uh steps up a, a little hesitantly she you can tell from the place of the fire uh, that her face is a little red and she takes the long implement that she has wrapped in some sort of a uh, cloth and when she unwraps it everybody in the room kind of you hear snickers and not out right out belly laughing but you know there's a little bit of just a little bit of clamor of people laughing just a little bit can i uh so Montgomery will put his hand on her shoulder and nod, and game-wise, functionally, I'm going to give her the help action. Hopefully it's some reassurance. She looks at you and smiles, and, and as your hand is on her shoulder, she reaches up and puts her hand on your your hand. Um, uh, I, yes, my, my fellow town folk, you all knew my husband, and you also know that several years past, he succumbed to sickness but before he did he made this uh, i i i i realize it it does not look like much but the way he explained it to me you you take a branch of the tree uh, approximately thumbs width at one end uh whittled down on the on the uh, other end to nearly nothing and uh with branches taken off in between uh, and then a bit of fiber or, or string at, at, at length is attached to one end and you hear people going right yeah right well, now what are you gonna do you just hear a little bit of murmuring and she says uh, uh, and, and upon the other end she holds up the string uh, you, you uh, fashion uh, uh, a metal I, I believe he called it a uh, a, a J a J hook or a piece of something sharp and then upon that you put a fatted piece of meat and and you drop it in the water and along will come a fish smelling the fatted piece of meat and will bite and you will feel on the other end of the fish uh, and you merely take the rope of the string and you pull it in with your hands much like you do with your nets now only it is much lighter there is no net to haul to the surface only the one fish and if if the string breaks then you get or the pole breaks this is called a pole if if it breaks you simply fashion a larger one to catch a larger fish and that is it this is the pole of fishing that my dear husband and she looks back at you uh, montgomery as her words kind of fail and, and they fade off as she's speaking you did wonderful perfect i'll acknowledge her you know just between us and then i'll step up and say you see folks this device here not only is cheaper to manufacture it's cheaper to maintain and despite only catching one fish it can catch more fish than the net simply by being a lure, a lure it's not like setting a trap for 
other animals, but want a trap that you can feel. Well, I, I've been throwing nets me all life. Um, well, I, I gotta tell you, trying to haul three of them bloody big buggers up out of a hole is no easy task. It's, it's, it's a branch, you say. You just cut it off and then tie a string. And this guy, he's now dreaming. He's now thinking out loud. He kind of trails off as he's speaking. I'll say to the crowd, you see, folks, even now, this man is doing the math. All the nets you have, all that rope, all the amount of strings you could make, all the fishing rods you could plant, all the fish you can grab. This is what I mean, people. Maybe it's been rough around here, and y'all stop believing yourselves. That's fine. We believe in you. To the pole of fishing! I will, with my cane, signal to the DJ or the musician to start the music up again. And with that, the party resumes. People are smiling again. There are men coming over and taking this pole of fishing into their hands. You see them talking in earnest to Silja and Finn's mother, Ilga. Everyone has gone back to having a good time. There's no one thinking about Ariel the rest of this night. They're only thinking about the future and how prosperity, prosperity can come back into Dugan's hole. And with that, we will end our session for tonight. And with that, we bring this session to a close. We hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to subscribe to the Praetor's Rejects podcast on your favorite audio platform. The Rhyme of the Frost Maiden podcast has been brought to you by Total Party Kill Games, creators of Dark Fantasy Dungeons and Dragons compatible products, plus hilarious card games and more. You can find them at www.totalpartykill.games and check out their latest releases of products and books. The Druid's Den, your place for magical supplies and apothecary needs. Their website is located at www.thedruidsden.com. Make sure and support Mama Prater's new endeavor.